Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another incredible installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne. The pop and circumstance in the Wyoming legislature is over. The big-time speeches have been given, everybody has been sworn in, and now it's time to get down to business. They spent two days on speeches. I know what you're thinking. Who really wants to sit around for two days and doze off every five minutes or so? But maybe those things are important and we ought to do them. I really can't for the life of me figure out why that would be so, but a lot of people down here in Wyoming's capital disagree with me. On Wednesday, they finally got down to business. Now, they're still arguing about the rules, and rightfully so. We've actually scored a big victory there, my friends. Apparently, leadership has decided that everybody just doesn't quite understand all of the changes that they want to make to the rules, and so they're going to put that vote off for a week or two, just so everybody has time to read through them and really get an understanding of what it is that they're trying to do. The truth is, my friends, that they've realized that Wyoming citizens have uncovered their little plot. That is, to you know, disadvantage the conservatives and so that the Redcoats down here in Cheyenne can maintain power, or at least as best as possible. Well, anyway, they're going to put that discussion off for a couple of weeks. Maybe by that time, Wyoming citizens will have calmed down a little bit. Hate to break it to them, but I really don't think that's going to happen. Well, there really hasn't been that much action this past week. As I mentioned, there was a lot of pomp and circumstance they had to go through first. They did, however, get a chance to vote on a couple of bills, and one of the first ones that they discussed was House Bill 28. And that one was to raise the limit under which community colleges can spend taxpayer dollars without oversight. Right now, that limit is set at $100,000. $100,000. And basically what they're talking about is anything under $100,000, community colleges can spend money. And that mainly that relates to maintenance or just general expenses. But think about this, my friends. For the rest of us, hundred grand is a big number. Ah, the good old days. You remember when a hundred grand would buy you a house. Now, it might get you a nice pickup. So right now, community colleges can spend $100,000 of your money without any oversight whatsoever. So this could include things like uniforms or specially monogrammed t-shirts or engineering services or uh, the list can go on and on. One other little detail you might want to consider is this also means that they don't really have to put any of that out to bid. Their argument being, of course, that the bid process takes just way too long and it's cumbersome and, man, it would be so much easier if they could just spend the money right now. In a few minutes, we'll talk with Majority Floor Leader Chip Nyman, who voted for the bill. But first some completely egregious self-aggrandizement. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. 
iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Albert Somers and you just don't understand why all of these people in the house just don't want to spend all of the money that they did last year, well... You can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself, just like you should have been doing before you brought this ridiculous bill. Weekend Update is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena or maybe a giant warehouse for your business, then you need to call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't really matter what type of building you've been thinking about, give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. My friends, it's Saturday morning, and you know what I'm thinking about? Hot wings. Hot wings from the Winget Food Truck. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. And it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. To figure out where that truck is going to be, go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you can find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Winget Food Truck. And now, back to the program. So there's lots of problems with House Bill 28. In my mind, there's two of them. The first of which being, it allows community colleges to spend a quarter of a million dollars without oversight. Now, I know proponents of the bill say, well, there's oversight. It just happens that everybody has to account for where they spent all that money. Well, the process was set up in reverse to begin with. That being that to spend major amounts of money community colleges would have to seek approval first, you know, kind of explain what it is that they want to spend their money on, and then spend it. Now, not only have they increased the amount of money that they can spend without authorization, they don't have to report it until afterwards. The other big problem that I see, anyway, is that across the state of Wyoming, communities have a variety of different small businesses in them. All of them do. So just think about t-shirts for a second. Just about every community in Wyoming has at least two businesses that provide custom monogramming services or screen printing. If community colleges are able to spend money without authorization and they don't have to put that project out to bid, it means that those businesses, of which there are probably numerous ones in every community, don't have an opportunity to bid for those contracts. And so the community colleges can just pick their vendor of choice. Now, do you really think that they're always going to be fair about where they spend taxpayer dollars? Of course not. They're going to find their favorite business, and that's where they're going to spend their money most of the time. Let me give you another example that explains why I have such a problem with our procurement system in the state of Wyoming. House Bill 28 deals with large purchases. 
in the neighborhood of 100000 or 200 or even $250,000. So we're talking about big construction projects. But let's just use an example on a smaller scale so that all of us understand what I'm talking about. How many businesses in any given community could provide catering services, do you think? How many? My guess is probably at least a half a dozen. And how often do you suppose that our public employees are just too busy to run home and make themselves a sandwich, and they just have to have their lunch catered for them? I would say it probably happens more often than any of us really want to know. Because we have spending thresholds under which government expenditures don't have to be put out to bid, there are numerous businesses in the state of Wyoming that don't get a chance to provide services to our government entities, and a lot of those are small businesses. Now, let's be honest. How long does it really take to call around a couple businesses and say, how much is it going to cost me to cater this entire lunch? Probably a grand total of 20 minutes. Most catering services could probably say, well, all right, how many people are going to be eating? Uh-huh. And what do you want to eat? Uh-huh. Okay, no problem. It's going to cost you this. Well, as it sits right now, procurement officers can just pick whichever business they want to spend money at, and the rest of them are just left out in the cold. But there's another problem with this. The way our system is set up, it doesn't force us to find the least expensive product or to find the best deal because... Procurement managers just have the authority to choose who they want to do business with. And so we don't have to go through the exercise of comparative pricing. Keep in mind, this is your money we're dealing with. Now, let me give you a personal example. The other day, I had to go to the pharmacy and get more testing strips for, so I could test my blood sugar. The first place I stopped was Walgreens. Now, normally, when I purchase this product at the base of the Bighorns, it cost me around $16. Walgreens had it priced at $74. Instead of making that ridiculous purchase, I said, no thanks, I'm going down the street, where I found it for, you guessed it, $17. Now, the current procurement process would do that same purchase entirely differently. They would look at the Walgreens and say, yeah, well, I'm in a hurry, and this is the first place I stopped, so here, here's your 74 bucks and go out the door. Well, that's not how the real world works, my friends. The rest of us have to find the best deal. Well, our government agencies don't have to do that, and that is a problem in and of itself. Now, of course, with this bill, we're dealing with purchases on a grand scale and not a mere $74. But st the same principle applies, my friends. Our government agencies should be forced to shop around, and right now, they aren't. Now, the interesting thing about this vote on House Bill 28 is that the conservatives were pretty well split down the middle. There are good reasons to vote either way, I guess. I spoke with Majority Floor Leader Chip Nyman about this. He happened to vote for the bill. I caught up with the Majority Floor Leader in the lobby of the Capitol, so there's quite a bit of background noise, but you can still pr hear pretty clearly what he has to say. One of the bills I've been concerned about, Chip, is House Bill 28. Now, there hasn't been a lot going on this week. We're just getting started. But one of the bills increases the spending threshold for community colleges where they don't have to seek approval to spend taxpayer dollars. And that, that spending threshold is up to $250,000 now. So I just wanted to get see how... Previously, it was 100000 Yes. Previously, it was hundred grand, um, And I was just curious how you voted and why. 
Well, there was an amendment on there to move it back up to five half a million dollars. And uh, so when I was in education committee, that bill came before us and we discussed this. Um, there was a move at that time to move it to half a million dollars. Um, I couldn't support that. I didn't believe that was a 500% increase from where we were previously was a wise idea. And even based on inflation, I don't think that uh, a 500% increase would necessarily be the best move. Um, I, I just like to have more eyes on purchasing and whenever we're doing that, and I think keeping that threshold as low as possible while recognizing that uh, you know it is getting more expensive. All of us are dealing with that on what it costs to do business, and we don't want to try to tie the hands necessarily of our of our people that are in construction to, to be so limited when the time is sensitive on a lot of things. But also, I think two hundred and fifty thousand dollars was a very nice middle ground to say uh, to allow these guys to be able and gals to be able to do the purchasing that they need. But I just I just felt like five hundred thousand was a was a way too far out there to just allow. A half a million dollars. Don't talk to me until you need to spend a half a million and one dollars. As testimony was given by uh, Representative uh, uh, Ben Hornock, you can buy a lot of construction materials and do a lot of construction for a quarter of a million dollars, and that's a great plenty in my mind. And so you so, ended up voting for House Bill 28? I did. I voted for House okay. Bill 28. I voted for it in that exact same form when it left the committee, committee and I followed along with what I had previously done because, like I said, at that time it was half a million and we moved it back to 250000 The other side of the argument is when you're in construction, sometimes you just can't wait to get approval to buy the necessary things you have to do to continue your project. And Representative Nyman does bring up a really good point. I brought you this story this morning just so you could see that there are two sides to just about all of these bills. While we might disagree with the vote on it, there were good reasons why some of the conservatives voted for it and the other side voted against it. The other side of this is none of us should take any of these seemingly innocuous bills at face value. All of them have significant consequences to them, whether you vote for them or you vote against them. In this case, it allows community colleges to spend a quarter of a million dollars without getting prior approval. Personally, I don't agree with that. It's taxpayer dollars, and we need to have as many eyes on it as humanly possible. I know with my personal finances, I have to pay attention to them pretty closely, and the government ought to be no different with our money. Next week, the legislature will really get down to business, and things will happen pretty quickly. I'm going to bring you the stories that you don't hear about in the mainstream Wyoming press, because most of the time, they just like to spend your money without you knowing about it, and they don't want to have any debate on it. Well, that's why I'm down here, to make sure you hear about it. I've also written a quick article that accompanies this episode, and I'll post that later on today when I have a chance to make some changes to the website. I'm going to continue to do that throughout the week so that you can have an accompanying article on all of these important issues. But for now, have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. From the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs> <laughs>